0: So today, I thought I would just share a few thoughts on life processing. And this is foundational, this is fundamental for your self-knowledge, self-awareness, and just understanding who you are and what your life is. Now, there's something you can realize if you get into self-knowledge to any sort of degree, which is that you need to process your life. You need to process the events, the feelings, the thoughts, the things that you have done, which means that you have done something, you've experienced something, and then you, after the fact, later on, need to think about it. And that thought then goes into a behavioral change, a course of action. Now, we can argue, well, is it actually a good thing to put thinking at the center of processing? Some would argue, and I would tend to agree with them, that actually feeling is a better way of processing things. But nonetheless, you must realize that you have to do this. Because if you don't do this, your behaviors and your thoughts and your way of understanding the world and experiencing the world will always be hindered in a way, or influenced, if not hindered, by these past things that the past always comes back to get you by feelings or dreams or just thoughts or a general anxiety a background subtle anxiety which rules your life and many people actually live like this many people are in this state they deny their past they deny the things that they've done they've they've squashed them and a tremendous amount of energy is, is put into to holding those things in place. And then they do behaviors. Oh, I don't know why I did that. Oh, I wish I didn't do that. Why did I do that? Oh, it happened again. And the trick is, well, to process these things. It's to say, okay, well, let me go back and look at my life and see what happened. Live it again. Feel it again. Think about it, really make some decisions about it, and actually integrate it, right? The integration process is probably better than just processing because you can say, well, life processing means what? What process? Is there a before and after? Is there a clear-cut point in which I say, ah, I have dealt with that thing and now it has been processed and it's done? Well, not exactly. Exactly. Because what you'll realize if you do any large degree of life processing, really with any technique that's worth its salt, you'll realize that there is more and more to process. And it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And you'll find, oh, actually this issue that I thought I had dealt with, (laughs) I need to go deeper on that. Something that I thought I had resolved was not resolved. (laughs) And, of course, at that point, you might say, "Whoa, what's the point with life processing? What's the point with all these techniques and these therapies? Ah, I give up. It's not doing anything. It just keeps coming back to get me. And you can go from not just big events in your life, which is usually what we focus on, right? Maybe... A family member has died. Maybe there's been a big change in your circumstances. Maybe you were fired from your job. Maybe there was an end of a romantic relationship. You broke up with your girlfriend, boyfriend. Maybe there was some sort of tragedy or happenings between you and a family member or a friend or a work colleague. And these are big events, right? Most people would agree, when you have this big event, well, you need to process it. Maybe it's a grief process. Maybe it's a reconciliation process. Maybe it's an integration process of some sort. But even beyond that, even beyond that, you have the small things. You just have, well, what was your childhood like? What was school like for you? What were your hobbies? What was your general relationship with your parents, your family, your friends, your colleagues? And processing that also comes into it. And if you do this, if you really go into this, then you reach a point where you're actually processing nonstop. And that can bring you to a point where you realize you have to process everything constantly constantly. And from that, you think, well, well, what about life? What about my actual life? What about today? Do I need to process today? Do I need to process what is happening right now? Like if I'm listening to someone talk, am I processing it? (laughs) Or do I need to then, after the fact, process it? (laughs) And by that realization, by the time you come to that point, you're actually getting into a different space. You're actually being drawn into a different way of experiencing. Because you realize to process in real time is the only solution. You have to process what is happening right now in front of your face today at the deepest level possible. You have to integrate it immediately. You don't go away and you think about it because later on, there's going to be something else happening that you need to process, that you need to have as an impression, that you need to experience. And in so many ways, this is just a roundabout way of saying live in the present moment. Be present. The power of now, right? This is the power of now. And yet, that is so often misunderstood because people would think, oh, the power of now, I don't want to go back to the past. I don't want to look at these old experiences. When really, you need to go through that process. You do need to have time for that. Because the power of now, being present with what is here, includes being present with a memory coming back to your mind. It includes having a feeling come back that happened to you many years ago. That is still being present, right? How do you be present now with the past? That's really what is happening there. And you need to learn to do that. That is actually one of the ways in which you enter deeper into now. And of course, there are many processes that help with this, right? Just writing out your life autobiography, writing a journal, this helps a lot. And you can sense it very quickly, right? If you write in your journal every day... And eventually you start to wonder, well, (laughs) what else can I write about? I need to actually do some things. And there are also techniques to help draw out certain experiences and emotions from you. Right? There's trans-somatic experiencing. There's trauma healing processes. There's schema therapy. There's relational therapy. There's family constellations. There's all sorts of things that you can do to actually draw those experiences out. And when you realize that this is actually a method for entering the now, you actually embrace this and you say, okay, give me the big feelings. How do I use my experiences not as a crutch or as a thing that is impeding on me that I need to resolve or heal how do I use that as a resource your intense experiences of the past whether they're positive or negative they are a resource for you to live more intensely now and that draws us to a profoundly extraordinary image of what processing life can bring you to. Which is a point where you can experience anything you've experienced before. By doing life processing work, You learn to recall experiences that you've had before at the drop of a hat. You can recognize them as they come again. You can feel them fully. You can think about them clearly. And it's not even that you can explain them to yourselves. It is that you you don't even need to explain them. Because you recognize them. They are familiar. They are familiar to you. And that gives you this very rich sense of being. Gives you this very rich sense of presence. It also puts a lot of weight on new experiences. It makes you sensitive to new experiences. The new day. Do you know that today is a new day? How far off is that realization to you? That today is not like yesterday. Today is fresh. Today is a new set of parameters and conditions, even if you've woke up in the same bed at the same time and had the same breakfast. Even with all of that supposed sameness, it is a new day. It is a fresh day. And the secret to realizing that and to having that every single morning is to do life processing work It is to learn to go in and out of experiences in an integrative way. Now, to give you a bit of an idea of some of the extremes that people go to for this, there is a Vipassana technique or a Vipassana process in Tibetan Buddhism where you meditate for 10 days on each year of your life. So, for the first 10 days, you will sit down, close your eyes, and you will meditate on just what it was like for you to be zero. From the years of birth to one year old. And you will go into that. And then the next 10 days will be from when you were one year old to two years old and so on from three years old to four years old, five years old and you're spending ten days on it by the time you've got to ten you've spent a hundred days doing this by the time you've got to twenty you've done two hundred days By the time you get to 30, well, you've almost done a whole year. An entire year. Now, I've met people who have done this. They've literally spent an entire year just sitting on their ass contemplating, well, what it is that they've done in each of their years of life. And you might think, well who's got time for that but think about it think about the mass right e- even if you're 30 years old even if you spend a whole a whole year on this right an entire year of your life that's still only 1 year of your life to get to the point where you're fully integrated and you have processed everything and you are in this deep presence and you can recall any experience that you have and you are fresh to every moment then that that is just a glorious thing and the people that have done this the things that happen around them the presence that they have is just it's out of this world it is out of this world Now, of course, it is quite extreme, right? It does take something, and you might even argue that <laughs> you need a you need a certain kind of knack to do those extreme meditative endeavors right That's not for the common folk for us. well, we stick with journaling and family constellations and daily meditation. <laughs> But at least that gives you something to think about and to to realise, right? So much of so, so much of what holds us back is the expectation of well, what's it going to take, and what's it worth, and what's really at stake, and how much are we talking, and what what exactly are we talking, right? And if you can imagine doing. 10 days for each year of your life, well, now writing a journal doesn't seem so hard, (laughs) right? Doing a family constellation session for an hour and a half, suddenly that's not so hard. Suddenly that's actually a very big kick, right? You get quite a lot out of it. The effort to reward ratio seems different just by contrast, (laughs) But this is a world of difference from where most of us live. And in fact, you could even say that life processing is forced on us in some times because a tragedy will occur. Grief is a kind of process. And when it comes to grief, it's not right to go up to someone who's been through a personal hardship and say, oh, you should be living in the present moment. Oh, you should be over it by now, right? No one would ever say that. Grief has its process. Like, it's just, you know, I'm just... That that image is so absurd. Like, imagine going to someone's funeral... And being like, hey, hey, you know he died three days ago? Why aren't you over it yet? <laughs> Somehow I think that's, that's got to be like some sort of comedy sketch somewhere. Some, some absurdist comedy sketch. <laughs> I, I, I think there is actually a comedy on it. On a Larry David skit where he chats up the widow like he's trying to get with the wife or something. You know, the the husband had died and and he's like, oh, I'm going to go ask for a number, right? So, that's sort of like the same thing where it's just the reason that's funny is because it's so absurd. And it's so absurd because we know that grief is a process. And you do have to go through it. You do have to integrate it. and it's not a process like ah uh, you get to the end and you've ticked it off and then ah uh, no more problem ever again no it becomes a resource it becomes an experience that you can move through again and again you can recognise that is familiar to you which you use to live more intensely more deeply damn it how do i live more deeply Damn, how, like, how do I just get rid of this, this petty stuff? How do I stop doing all this stupid stuff? How do I stop wasting away? Well, it's by processing. Which means going through the process. Step one. Identify... The event. In just a few words, what is the event of your life? Step two, identify how you think about this event. What are some of the phrases you say to yourself? What are the words that you're using? Is it positive thinking? Is it negative thinking? Is it complicated thinking? Is it simple thinking? Is it confused thinking? Step three, identify the feeling. And really, step four is related to step three, which is feel the feeling. Feel it again. Allow that feeling to come back. And along with that, you will have mental images, which is not just how you think about it in terms of the dialogue. But closely related to the feeling is the image. One of the ways you can get into the feeling is to close your eyes and to describe the photograph. So, if there, if there was a photograph of that event in your life, who would be in that photograph? Where would the photograph be? What objects would there be? Would there be lighting? Would there be colors? What sort of space would be there, right? Like, like I can do this for the events in my life. I can actually just go there. And I can sense, you know, where everyone is, almost like what they're wearing. The sort of expression that they had. Particularly if it's a big life event, right? It's sort of, <laughs> I don't want to get carried away. I don't. <laughs> Now's when I just close my eyes, and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> but yeah, so that that four-step process of like identify the event, what are the thoughts, what is the feeling, and go into the feeling along with the images. You know, those four or five steps. That's just like an A B C process. You can create your own process, and go through it doesn't really matter too much, so long as you do your process. Do your process, right? What is your process of grief? And grief is something that will force you to have a process that actually you can use as a process for other things, right? That That's a great question. Like, if you have a grief that you've been through, then say, well, what would... Your life be like if you took that same attitude, like take your attitude towards your the, the loss of your family member and you applied that to your work or to this event in your childhood or to some other experience, maybe a religious experience or a drug experience, right? Now, you're really starting to get a sense of how these events turn into skills, of your depth of living. All right, that's probably enough for life processing. So it is a deep subject. Maybe we will review this again because there are a lot of parameters and maybe what we can do is actually do a whole conversation where we do a number of different blueprints for life process. and we'll have like you could probably come up with a I could probably come up with a dozen of those. And then we will look at the appropriate techniques for certain kinds of events in life. Because you do have trauma, you do have things that hurt, and you do have things that are positive, you do have things that are magical, beautiful, and awe-inspiring. So thanks very much. We'll be back very soon with more. Hope you're having a good day. That's all we have to say. For now.